Hey, welcome to Tune Time, bringing you Newcastle United news and discussion. So, um, there's been quite a bit of news today in regard to Alexander Isaac. He's he's on Tyneside. He's completed his medical, and um, announcement is expected probably tomorrow, as he needs to be registered so he can be available for the game both on Sunday. So, um, yeah, there's a They've moved really quickly with this. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday the bid was made. Everything just was done very quickly. You can see that um, that they're trying to be a lot more effective in terms of how how they do these transfers now. That once they identify the target, it's um, quickly done as in terms of uh, making a bid, concluding the um, personal terms with the players, agents, and then moving forward. So you know that the club has already done their checks in terms of scouting and character issues, as all the players that have come since the takeover, none of them have any issues in their past or anything, or any talk of being unprofessional. You know, they're all players striving to improve themselves and they've had no issues you know there's no talk of any players thinking they're above the project or that um that this is a stepping stone they're coming to Newcastle fully committed and you can see that's part of the transfer strategy we're gonna see how he does hopefully we might get to see him on Sunday it's not likely we'll be starting at, at it could happen, but from the examples that it has shown through the players that he's brought in, very few have gone on to start. And especially considering he at most might have a training session tomorrow. Yeah, and um he's already everything it's not it's not up in the air but you know, that settling in period and how you can see that he likes to try and just bring players through slowly and make certain that they're settled and ready to um once he's happy with um what he's seeing then he'll let them loose. But it won't be very long that uh, he get to see um to get to see Isaac play I think because you don't spend that type of money to have a player of his quality just sitting on the bench. You know, he had to do something like that with Bruno when we had the winning run when Bruno first joined he couldn't put him into the first team but once he saw he coming on for those cameos you could see the quality and it was undeniable you couldn't just keep him on the, on the bench you had to find a way to get him into the team that's that's how it is when you got players of really high quality then you have to find a way to make the, make it work and Eddie Howe definitely will find a way to um, get him into the team pretty quickly and considering the bad news we've had today as well in terms of Callum Wilson that is out for three to four weeks as is um the scan on his hamstring has flared something up so it's unfortunate it's happened I don't really like saying this but I think everyone knew it was quite likely that he would pick up an injury or two during the season I'm really sorry for him that it's happened this early you know he's but you could see he was moving quite um, gingerly through the past couple of games and 
then that happened. Especially, I feel like in the games against the um, higher level teams in the league, he's he's gonna be necessary for him to do a lot more pressing, and that can't help him in in this situation, as his um, hamstrings are. I don't know what the diagnosis would be, but they're causing my lot of trouble, and I don't know how how they can uh, alleviate it for him. So I think it's just a thing of giving him more rest and trying to make certain he has enough time between games to fully recover, as it keeps happening. And I don't know how the clubs are going to approach it going forward. But they'll, they'll find a way. Anyhow, we'll work with it. And he knows that every time that he has these setbacks, that Callum Wilson's got the right min- mindset. And he's got a very strong mindset. That's what you have to remember. The fact that he's suffered so many injuries and he continually comes back and puts in 100% effort. One thing I say about him, no matter what, no matter what injuries we've seen him have, whenever he comes back, you don't see him making decisions just to make certain that he's protected in terms of... Um, not picking up another injury, you, you can see it's always a hundred percent that he gives, and truthfully, he should try to protect himself. But you can see that that's the type of character you need in the team. That these players will push themselves to the limit in terms of um, giving everything they've got to get the best out of themselves, and then the best out of their team and teammates. You know, and. It can only be um, only help the dressing room to see that that he's always fully committed, and and I know the players must be really disappointed for him, especially as he got that goal on on Sunday, and I, I really do feel he could have a 15 to 20 goal season if he could find a way to avoid the injuries. But it's just really hard with a player who's so explosive and fast. Is it happens, you know. Anyway, um, I saw Darren Eels, the new CEO of Newcastle United. Um, he's on YouTube on the Newcastle United YouTube channel, and he's talking about all of his experiences and how it's led him to this point. And you can see he's done a lot in football. You know, he's he's experienced a lot. He's worked in the UK, he's worked in the US, he's, he talked about at Atlanta, he was the first employee for Atlanta United and that was a time when they were just the, the initial franchise so they had no name, kits, kit colours, anything and he, and they've he's helped them create their own history and you know their own identity and he's coming to Newcastle and as you know all English, most English football clubs have quite a long storied history and he knows it's not the same but this is a new chapter in that history and you can see someone who's extremely focused experienced and he wants to get excellence from everyone who's around him you know um, he's known Dan Ashworth since when he was at West Brom together and he knows how he works, he knows how 
is a good person as well as a dedicated professional so they're, they're going to be able to create um, a strat they're trying to create that strategy to make the club fully functioning fully fluid you know from top to bottom that the process is made as smooth as possible to, to, to deliver the results that are necessary and uh, the, the way he sounded he's a really professional person and you can see how that when he takes up a task he's dedicated to it and he'll do the utmost to get the most of, out of what he's what he's trying to do he was talking about um, when he's at Newcastle three years ago to complete the Miguel Amaran deal how things are so different between now and then you know and he's, he's talking about how the city is like a electricity in the air as uh, everything is everyone's really excited do you know and the fact that that shows the the community the communal atmosphere of Newcastle United to the city of Newcastle you know it's if the club's doing well or the fans can feel like that um something's about to happen or we're trying to be positive then it feeds into the people you know and, and that, that's how it should be that's how football should make everyone feel it's a as much as entertainment it's um it, you know you can get that enjoyment out of it because the entertainment is in seeing the team continue to grow and continuing to try and be the best of itself and that's that's what um this takeover has allowed us to see yeah so um he's also talking about trying to build up the commercial revenues which can which will eventually feed into the playing squad as well as um making certain that the working atmosphere at Newcastle is one where they do strive for excellence but there's an atmosphere where everyone can enjoy themselves and have fun and as much as they're trying to create history and create something that's great they also want everyone to enjoy the experience and to make it as uh, fun as possible uh, it's also According to Luke Edwards of the Telegraph, that um, the uh, Pedro deals dead and buried due to getting Alexander Isaac. But I've also seen a lot of comments where everyone is discrediting him. To be honest, it's, uh, he's he's quite divisive, I would say. This uh, journalist, and um, he's been saying quite a few things in terms of basically pouring like cold, cold water and things concerning Newcastle in terms of like the transfer budget for this summer which according to him at the start was 50 million pounds and that's been proven extremely wrong it's, uh, I feel like he's still trying to show that he has some uh, insight into the club but I feel like his sources have dried up there now especially with Steve Bruce and Lee Chandler gone the links he probably had in the club are die dead or dying off very slowly. The fact that 
you know there's been no transfer leaks over the past few weeks is due to Dan Ashworth tightening up the ship and things of that nature are gonna be very hard to come by so it'd be very few people who wouldn't know and they'll only be allowed to know by Dan Ashworth letting certain things leak out so we'll have to wait and see I would understand it he may be right on this one to be honest because there has been a lot of money spent now and the club does have to be mindful of the um, financial fair play so it probably be a couple of loans that the club's looking at so we'll have to wait and see there's also um, Martin Dubravka there's been a loan offer according to certain um, outlets that Manchester United are trying to get my loan I've seen some comments where everyone's saying that they should um, try and do what Manchester United done to us in January where we're trying to be where they tried to ask for extortionate amounts for when Newcastle made loan offers for Jesse Lingard but I don't feel that's right that that what they done was extremely petty and to be honest it was pathetic as they, what they done was they never allowed a player that they, did, they didn't want they didn't allow him an opportunity to showcase his abilities by going out on loan again and he may not have wanted to come to Newcastle because I, I think I remember at the time he says he didn't want to get in a relegation fight but that, that's not right what they were doing and there's no reason that Newcastle should try and reciprocate that and I don't feel like the club were trying to do that as if if Martin Dubravka came to the hierarchy and said listen I want to compete for first team minutes I doesn't look like I'm gonna get in front of Nick Pope and I know as a professional he wouldn't wish an injury on Nick Pope so he said I'll go elsewhere where they may I may not have the um the I may not be the first first team goalkeeper but I may have more opportunities to play matches as Manchester United are in Europe I think so I'm actually uncertain about this to be honest um, yeah so he may want to go go there and just try to see if he can get into the man man new team if they've got Europa League or something like that but I don't think they made it nope yeah so I, to be honest I don't really understand the move if he does make it so it'd be better off to stay in at Newcastle you know or maybe it feels that the gay the gay's uh, position is a lot weaker but I don't see how it gets past him the gay is the better shot stopper and both of them are not particularly great with their feet it, it wouldn't make it doesn't make much sense to me unless Manchester United are trying to sell the gear but that's not likely right now it's quite late in the transfer window so nah I, he's just going there to be back up he, he must just not be very happy having to be back up to Nick Pope and he must feel that that the, the race for the first team spot at Newcastle is a lot closer and he should be given the opportunity but 
that Nick Pope is Eddie Howe's keeper. That, that's the man he's brought in. And when he was brought, you could pretty much tell that that's the player he wanted as his first choice goalkeeper. Yeah, um, also looking forward to the Wolves game on Sunday. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I feel like we can beat them though. They've had a pretty poor start to this season. Yeah, we've only got one point from three games. But here they faced. Yeah, Fulham at home. Now no draw. Uh, Tottenham away, which is a tough game. And who was their first game? It's not showing yet. So um, they're a very tough team. And but I feel we can get a result. If we play anything like last week Sunday, then we can beat them. That's how I feel. And yeah, the last away at Wolves that leads their first game, so it's a it's gonna be tight because they don't concede a lot of goals. Uh, and now we've lost our main goal scorer. And Chris Wood's probably gonna be starting, but he loves Wolves. So I feel like he may may enjoy himself on Sunday. We we should be the we should have quite a few chances I feel. And we can create a lot of problems for them. But I'll talk more about that uh, in another broadcast. So once again thank you for listening, wherever you are. Have a good morning, afternoon, evening or night. Peace.